Super Bowl. Goes for the deep shot. He's got the touchdown. And Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks. Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bucks Banter Podcast. I am your host, Colin Hallboom. And I'm joined, as I most often am, by my uh, illustrious co-hosts, Bo Danyard and Scott Capron. We are bringing you a Friday special, a uh, Bucks with that dollar sign, Bucks banter, uh, weekly best bets. We're talking week three NFL bets here tonight. That is our sole focus. Uh, Scott, Bo, how are we doing, fellas? I'm feeling good, man. I love seeing you guys on Monday, but there's nothing like Friday just talking betting, so... Let's, let's get after it. Oh, yeah. This is the best. A uh, little Friday, a couple drinks, a couple, uh, couple insane lines to talk about. And, uh, yeah, let's get to it, man. Yeah, so Cap wasn't here for our first uh, weekly Best Bets episode of the year last week because he was bringing a human being into this world. Congratulations again, Mr. Capron. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah, I did most of the work. So Yeah. And uh, – <laughs> So what we're going to do, and, and just for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Scott Capron, who we call Cap, he is our like resident capper. He's our handicapper. The name is real, though, Capron, so it really works quite nicely. Um, but I'm just going to preface this by saying Scott is all about – like, Scott, why don't you tell us about your betting philosophy? Because you might not have many plays to offer tonight, uh, but you have a certain philosophy that I've adopted in terms of like how it relates to pregame lines and all that stuff. Well, well, Colin – with the uh, you know the advancement in uh, in gambling technology uh, over the last ten years or so, with just everything they offer with with regards to in play betting has just always spoke to me. It's uh, obviously we do it more with basketball because there's even more violent runs and uh, and swings, and it's easier to find more value in a game. But it's still there in football. It's still there in the NFL. Um, just for years, I was finding it super hard to. Uh, to put in the work and put in the time to actually handicap the games well enough to, to have a profitable season, which you can still do. But if you see how much value there is in a given game based on who scores first or, or anything like that, um, it's just, uh, it, to me, it's just become a way more efficient, way more profitable way to watch these games. And if you know, you're watching these games on Sunday anyway, then that means you're locked in and you're going to be able to catch a line uh, during a game, during a commercial break, or you know, even if, if at halftime or something like that, right? So I'm I'm almost predominantly an in-play better when it comes to both football and basketball. But uh, you know, we'll be able to take a look at these lines. There's a couple that I like, obviously, but I'll be able to pinpoint a couple spots that I would be looking for, uh, you know, to to get some money down with the with the plus sign like uh, on the on the side of your bet. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit tonight. Yeah, and I like to call when you say a spot, I like to call him Scott Spot. So if it's a game he's looking for, maybe maybe it's a, it's a favorite where there's no yeah. point in playing them pregame. You just keep an eye on that line as it moves throughout the game and you may get a chance to get him plus money just on the money line, which is the ultimate goal. Uh, exactly, right? exactly. Or, you know, sometimes a book can hang a bad number and um, – you know, you, you can just bet the spread as well, which is totally fine. Um, but anyways, we'll, we'll get into some of those uh, philosophies and some potential spots that I would be looking for uh, uh, a little bit later on. 
Sounds good. So what we're going to do is we're just going to fire through uh, each of the games. I'm going to read the line. And if if any of us have any action on it, we'll talk on it. If not, we're just going to move on to the next game. Because, again, the focus of this show is just betting. Um, so Arizona Cardinals minus seven and a half at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Any action here? I do not have any interest in this game personally. Yeah, I've got nothing on it. There's not much in the player props either. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out or is most likely out. Um, so they haven't put up any player props for the Arizona Cardinals side. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good on this game so far. Seems like a weird, weird game. Honestly. How long do we think Hopkins is out for? Do we know? I have no idea. Since it's a rib injury, so maybe yeah, it's the rib. Game, maybe it's five. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I have nothing here. Almost any pro play would be getting the seven and a half, getting that hook. Um, with I know the Jags have looked awful, but a home team um, getting over a touchdown is generally what you would look to. I, you know, especially without Hopkins, I would actually look at the Jags as well. Um, not anything I'm running running to bet, but that's where I would lean. But uh, not giving that out as a pick. Not going to do anything my own or anything with it on my own. But here's a spot where if somehow under a miracle uh, the players haven't killed Urban Meyer before the start of the game and, and Jacksonville goes down and scores a touchdown, uh, you know, the Cardinals might move to only like minus three and a half or something like that with the whole game or with a lot of the game left. So uh, as far as a potential spot, I would rather see uh, maybe watch a couple series of this game, see how – Arizona looks without Hopkins. Um, see if Lawrence looks any better in his third game and uh, and get more of a barometer on, on what's happening after that. Sounds good. Uh, Atlanta Falcons are traveling to the Meadowlands. They're going to play the New York Giants, who are favored at home, minus two and a half. Uh, and for myself, I'm going to ride the Kyle Pitts train. I've bet Kyle Pitts over receiving yards each game uh, of, of the two games so far. He missed He missed week one. He hit it week two. I'm expecting the trajectory of Kyle Pitts to just continue to ascend. Uh, with that number at 52.5, it's actually now moved up to 53.5. But anyway, I took it at 52.5, uh, minus 110. I like that. I'm just betting on the player here and them getting him involved. He should have a bigger target share as he's more familiar with the offense. Uh, we'll see if that O-line can hold up. Um, yeah, plus, yeah. plus Atlanta sucks and they're almost guaranteed to be behind, right? Yeah. For sure. I mean, so, that didn't, it didn't it didn't benefit them week one, but that was just such a tire fire that we're going to write that off in terms of why Pitts and Ridley weren't involved. Yeah, um, but is what it is. Um, so what was it? Fifty three and a half. Boom. Sorry. I, I got it at fifty two and a half. It's now fifty three and a half. And Vegas is taking a hey. little bit of juice. Um, I got it at minus one ten, which I'm very happy with. I'm finding that that's awesome. Yeah, I'm finding a lot of the player props this year are coming out, at least this point of the year. They're giving you that minus 110 compared to last year. I don't remember it quite being so generous, so I'm feeling good about that. Um, um, I'm actually, I don't know, but I'm actually going to hop on that. I like it as well. Um, I like the Giants minus two and a half. I'm gonna, that's going to be a play for me. I It opened at three, uh, which means that, you know, a lot of money has to come in on Atlanta to get it to that two and a half number, but I'm, I'm okay with being on the opposite side of where the money is in order to get that two and a half number for the giants. I think the Falcons are bad. Uh, you know, I think the giants easily could have won that game against Washington, who is a team definitely with a pulse. Uh, I think Atlanta is really bad. Uh, two and a half. This is a play. This is a play for me this week. 
There we go. Okay. Bo, are you on this game at all? I got one more player prop, but I don't know if you're not. I can get to that unless you have something you want to share about the pick yeah. take. Or oh, go ahead. Know. Oh, no, yeah. I've got Sterling Shepard over five and a half receptions. He's hammered that every game so far. So uh, 10 targets in his first week, nine targets last week against uh, – or nine targets on this first week against Denver, uh, 10 targets against the Washington football team. Has seven receptions and nine receptions respectively in each one of those games. He got last game. I got him pretty early on uh, as well, and he crushed it within like the first half. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, six catches for Sterling Shepard. Um, it's paying plus one thirty for me. I think it's down to plus one twenty, but it's it's still alive. And you know what's interesting? Like the initial uh, thought might be, you know, you know that was without Kenny Galladay. But Kenny Galladay, if anything, you could argue opens things up for Sterling Shepard, which we saw last week. Even though Galladay didn't have a huge day, he just presents that vertical threat, uh, which makes Sterling Shepard that much more appealing, you know, around the uh, middle of the field. So um, don't um, hate it. And just to stay on the Red Rover, Red Rover, we're going to bet the over train. I'm looking at Daniel Jones, 26 and a half yards uh, on the ground. The guy can run. He like can. he's he's legitimately fast. And you know, uh, hey, he's he's not afraid to take off. He's obviously um, been more conscious trying to stay in the pocket and, and make plays. But, you know, he can he can get out there. 26 and a half. I am. Uh, I'm going to fire on that one as well. Oh, great. Now I have to watch Giants Falcons. Thanks, guys. Um, and yeah, Bo, I like that you're riding the Sterling Shepard thing. Like if a guy's going to win you two weeks in a row, you almost feel like you owe it to him to let it ride till he proves it otherwise. Um, and I'm also on Saquon over 61 and a half. And this is simply a matter of me thinking he's just hasn't been quite right. He's still working into it. I think this could be the week that he really pops. Um, he, I, I don't know how you can watch him and take over anything. Yeah, well, I'm doing I, it. No, I know. I'm saying I don't know how. Like, he, yeah. he's he is not right, man. And that's fair. He has a coming back from a catastrophic injury. They yeah, are two year injury. The, yeah, the teams are still respecting him as if he's one of the best running backs in the league. He's not right now. And I know 61 and a half is a is a pretty um, you know, spicy number, juicy number for a guy who we all absolutely love, but yeah, I'm I don't know. I you know what? I the truth is I've had him in fantasy for 3 years and it's he's just burning me he's just been burning me with injuries and like never scoring a touchdown so I, i'm a little bit jaded that way but uh yeah all right boom all right hey man that's fa that's fair i get it i think i think the line being 60 like like i think there's there's a reason for it being 60 i think people are still i, th I think it's gonna happen this week so we'll see right they're playing okay. the falcons you like the giants in the game i think if he's not producing anything uh on the on the run game then i don't think that the giants are gonna win the game Personally. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, but he hasn't, and he didn't. But yeah, I guess they haven't won yet either. So there you go. Um, yeah, man. Hey, like what? So quick question, just because Saquon's fascinating. What number would it have to be for you to not like the over? I mean, probably seventy-ish. I don't know. Like I wouldn't okay. bet in the over. Like, like I just like that it was in the sixties. Like I think it's super attainable. I thought he yeah, actually yeah. looked much better in week two than he did in week one. So I'm expecting him to look even better in week three. That's really my my rationale. So um, fair enough. Hey, yeah. fair enough. I'm just trying to uh, bat it around here. See what's hey, going hey, on. Yeah. I welcome it. Uh, Teresa Baxter, share, comment, and like the show. Appreciate that, Teresa. Appreciate your support. 
um, constant here on Bucks Report. Uh, Ryan G comes in on YouTube and he wants to know Jacoby Myers over four and a half catches at plus 20, 127. Um, I don't actually like, I don't know, I don't have Jacoby Myers, what he's done so far. Let's, let's yeah. have a look. <laughs> not, not that's exactly a, that's a, a guy I've had my eye on. That's a pretty specific, um, yeah, pretty specific bet. Here. Yeah, I don't know. Like Jacoby Myers for the Pats, we'll probably get to the Pats. I don't know if we have anybody has any action on that game. It's just like I've seen Mac Jones. He just kind of spreads the ball around. So I just don't trust him to get it to Jacoby Myers. I feel like you're going to be sweating that that uh, bet all game. So yeah, I like the price. I definitely like the plus one twenty seven. But I, yeah, I, that's a pass for me. Um, DJ King on Twitch says, is this a family show or can we say what we want in the chat? Definitely more of a family show. <laughs> we would appreciate a little bit of, uh, you know, discretion. discretion. Maybe, maybe use code I mean, words if you need to get, get a, uh, get a, get a point across with a little extra vigor. Uh, that appreciate you asking. Definitely appreciate you asking. Appreciate uh, you asking. I didn't even know anyone was around on Twitch right on. I guess we're there. Carrie Koo says, hello. Hello, Carrie. Nice to see you. Thanks for being here. Uh, let's roll along. I'm going to name. So I'm just going to name name three games in a row here. I don't have action on any of them, so you guys go back and tell me if you want one of these three. We got the Ravens minus seven and a half at the Lions, the Bears at the Browns, who the home their favorite at home minus seven and a half. I'll and jump have, in. Yep. Tag me in. I, I got Allen Allen Robinson, uh, fifty nine and a half yards uh, receiving at minus one ten and four and a half receptions, hitting the over on both of those. I like um, it, Bo. Those are low, man. Those are very low for a uh, number one receiver with the rookie quarterback on his first start. Um, it's something I'm hammering all year. Bad quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks just eyes are locked on their number one on that X receiver. So um, I'm just I'm going I'm going all in. I, I think Fields may have a big day. I I, I'm, I think the Browns defense isn't exactly what we thought they'd be, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's where the action is for me. Yeah. I can't argue that. I mean, I got burned on Allen Robinson during the playoffs last year, which was frustrating. So, like, and I know he's gotten off to a slow start, but I yeah. love betting on proven guys who have started the year slow. Like, that's I'm like yeah, a big man. fan of that. It's gonna happen if you trust the player eventually. Um, if you if you parlay those two, you get them at plus one thirty seven. So, it's a it's a nice bet. Nice. Right on. Allen Robinson has five catches. He's going over sixty yards. Totally. I I understand pairing the two as well. It often makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Bengals at the Steelers. Steelers are minus three at Heinz Heinz Field. Um, Bengals coming off a tough, frustrating loss. I was on the Bengals last week. They they pushed, but uh, very frustrating. Anyway, do they bounce back in Pittsburgh? Do you guys have any action on this, or or should we move along? No, I'm good. Uh, I no, I don't. Kind of a weird spot game uh, for me. I would lump this in with uh, Baltimore and Detroit. Just something I don't really want to have action on. Like. I would, if I was going to do anything, I would maybe sprinkle a little bit on, uh, on the Bengals plus the three because I, I think Pittsburgh's bad, or at least the offense is going to really struggle with with Roethlisberger back there. So and he's, hurt. he's hurt right now. He's they were hurt. You might you might yeah. get Dwayne Haskins too. Oh geez. So yeah, honestly, I don't even know. Well, I mean, I guess it can't be an upgrade, but it, he's looked Roethlisberger's looked bad. Um, you know, I thought. Cincinnati showed some guts scoring the two touchdowns last week to at least make it respectable. Um, but they were kind of never in that game. Makes me think 
that it's uh that it's a bit of a bounce back game, but I don't know. Just Pittsburgh owns Cincinnati. Line is kind of curiously low. That that's a stay away from me. Agreed. Um and then we got the Colts at the Titans. Titans are minus five and a half. Um, Derrick Henry made himself known this past week, rushing for uh, eleven hundred yards in the game, or whatever it was. So uh, they're favored by five and a half. Sounds like I don't know what the deal is today. It comes out Wentz might actually be playing on his dually sprained ankles, uh, but initially it was going to be. I was hearing it was going to be like a Jacob Eason and. I forget who their other quarterback there is. We don't need to know the other quarterback. Yeah, yeah honestly. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Jacob Beeson yeah. was enough. Yeah. Are you guys on this at all or? No, I'm staying away from this. Really weird game because Titans steal one in Seattle. Um, favored by five and a half. It's just I have a weird feeling about this game. Even if Wentz isn't playing. Um, if I was going to lean anywhere, it'd be the Titans. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, gun to my gun it. to my head. I'd I'd ride with the Titans as well, but I don't have a gun to my head, so won't be doing either. So that's a good Friday. Yeah, I would so say, far. just in general, right? Like that's that's a win. Uh, okay. yeah, no thanks. I if you're in an office pool or something, I would I would actually lean Tennessee at that number. Anything under, like anything under a touchdown with uh, with them at home versus uh, just a weird Colts team. I think just just weird. Um, I would. I would look at Tennessee, but no, no thanks. And uh, next up, we got the Chargers traveling to KC in what is a potential game of the week. I mean, I think Bucks Rams takes that title, but I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm super glad it's at the during the one o'clock slate, and then we got Bucks Rams at four yeah. um, Eastern time. Chiefs are favored by seven at Arrowhead. Uh, really interesting game, man. Like I'm super curious. This line is interesting too. Right at a touchdown. Um, you know, what are you guys seeing here? Are you are you on it at all or no? You know, I'm not on it. I'm not on it now. It was six and a half earlier in the week, and I didn't hop on it. Um, it's it's climbed up to seven now, which is I guess to be expected because Kansas City is always going to be bad. I'm going to stay away. Uh, this is one you're I, watching the end game pretty close. This is right? yeah. This would be one. So I mean. For anyone listening, yeah, the the Chiefs are like uh, the the Durant Curry Clay Warriors uh, a few years ago, where a deficit just really doesn't mean that much because they can, um, you know, they can score in bunches. So this would be one where I'd be hoping the Chargers maybe hop out to a ten nothing lead and then and then bet the Chiefs. Um, uh, one pro- one player prop that I do like is. Um, the under on Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 57 and a half. Uh, not, uh, not 57 and a half rushing or? Yeah, sorry. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 57 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I would take the under. Um, I think they're going to be throwing the ball a ton, uh, division game with Mahomes trying to put up points. Yeah, I just don't see it with them, with Edwards Hilaire. Um, yeah, okay. I'll give it out. All right, I'm gonna give that one out. Sure, why not? Edward Delaire under 57 and a half. I, I uh snuck an under bet, a quick snake bet on you, uh boom, uh for uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh under two and a half receptions last week, I think when they were playing the Ravens, uh, which was pretty profitable. He didn't I don't think he even got a target. Um, but yeah. Maybe the under on something with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Everybody seems to be jumping off that train right now. 
Um, also, I think Tyreek Hill is due for a big game. He's obviously seen like more double teams than he's seen ever this far into a season. So I just feel like at some point he's going to go off and I kind of want to cash in on it. So I'll be watching that on the end game. Nice. Yeah. The beauty, again, Scott talked about modern betting practices. I mean, you can, it's not just about in-game betting the money line or the spread, but literally there are countless player props that are moving throughout the game um, and you can in-game a lot of them. So, you know, if you're not sure, if it's not quite where you want it to be, you can wait, watch a couple drives. And if that player you're considering betting the over, for example, which is all I do is bet overs, um, <laughs> You know, he can, if he has a quiet start, then you can get that number reduced far, far more than what it was to begin with. So it's always a good, good approach that way. I'm on, uh, I'm actually going to take a stab at Eckler over five and a half receptions. He had nine last week. He's known as a pass catcher. I think both teams are going to be passing the ball a ton. Um, That's plus 120. So I think it's down to four and a half, but at like minus 135. So I prefer to bet on him getting six receptions at plus 120. Uh, Chief hey, Steve, does Chief. the under does the under option even show up on your screen? No, like no, do, do you, you don't even it doesn't. No. They just know they know what not even it? to put it up anymore. Oh, okay, I was, just, I was just curious. You see, if you'd ever looked at a player prop, you'd realize there are like thousands every Sunday. So why would I choose to bet the under unless it like screams at me? I I, I prefer to bet on the players I like to do well. It's just my philosophy, Scott. You know, oh, yeah, in, no, in a, that's good. There's investors like this too, right? In the stock market who just play a bear market the whole time. Just keep on trying to short stocks and only play only play shorts on every company. It doesn't mean that they don't think there's going to be good companies. It's just the thing that they are good at. So exactly. I'm, I'm all with I'm with you, man. Thank That's, you. I'm I've adopted the over philosophy and it, it just like cuts down the noise of being like, is it gonna go over? Is it gonna go under? No, I'm only looking for overs. Love it. Thank you, Bodan. Nice to have some all support. Right. From Scott well, on it. Well, I mean, you know, all the value almost every single time is on the under because everyone that <laughs> just bets casually is saying exactly what you guys just said. But uh, you know, fair enough. Yeah, well, I that's mean, fine. I, I get it. It's more fun. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, but like that's one thing. But it was also extremely profitable last year. The same approach. So I mean, how can I argue with that? Like, why would I mix it up then? You know. And it's not like we're betting the over on. Tyreek Hill every week we're we're betting the over on guys who we think are going to have a good matchup or have a favorable are going to look favorable in the game plan exactly. like oh, I'm only betting Sterling Shepard because I know Daniel Jones only looks at Sterling Shepard at the start of the game so oh yeah I'm not, I mean like individually I don't think any of those are bad or anything like that's yeah, yeah. not what I mean I just mean philosophically or from a you know there's value in the unders as well just just saying not to be like hipster under or like you know the guy at the start of a golf tournament who who to bets the no hole in one bet like trust me yeah. i know it's not as fun i'm just just saying there's there's value in the unders as well that's all oh, I yeah mean. thanks for yeah. opening our eyes to that um but yeah in, in, <laughs> if i could finish my eckler over five and a half receptions which is a lot but for a running back that's what eckler does that's his greatest skill uh chiefs d has given up 36 points to the ravens they gave up uh 29 to the browns the week before that so anyway, that's just a lot they of yards. They also can't cover anyone. They can't cover anyone. anyone. The D looks terrible. And the Chargers, like Herbert and and uh, this offense, like they, they are managing to get like double-digit targets to three different players already. Like there's no reason that won't continue in a high-tempo high, high tempo game against the Chiefs. If anything, I think those targets are going to continue for Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and then Eckler. So 
Yeah. Um, especially Sorry. Mike Williams is one that I, I've, I've texted you about earlier. He's yeah. a guy that I have circled. So I'll be watching the end game on that one as well. How that game is going to be awesome. Like, be yeah, it has to be. I can't wait to watch. Like, that's going to be fun. Unders are boring. Tell him, Shout Johnny. out my guy. Tell him, Johnny Professor. Dean. Um, I don't even. I, I'm not even gonna dig, dignify that. That's fine. Um. So then I I'm, I got the Saints. I don't have. I'm just reading the line. The New Orleans Saints. The tumultuous, unpredictable New Orleans Saints no. uh, are are traveling to Foxborough, where the Patriots are favored at home by under a field goal, minus two and a half. Uh, I got no action here. Really, no interest at all in this game from a betting perspective. Nothing. Okay, I got a, I got a good one for you guys, and you can't get on it anymore, but Alvin Kamara had a horrible game last game, and I can just see Sean Payton saying, okay, I got to get him involved. Four and a half receptions, over four and a half receptions for Alvin Kamara. Last last year, that was one of our bread and butter guys. Um, it was at plus 130. It's been bet down to minus 110. So, uh, Still yeah. at four and a half? Yeah, still at four and a half, but minus 110 now. Mm, wow, you know? yeah. that After a... I, I can see them getting him trying to really feed him the ball early. That's one where he, he could have three catches on the first series. Easy. You know, like. Oh yeah, I've seen him have. I like. Five, I, I've I seen like. Him, I've seen him in a two minute drill have have five receptions on a drive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, that was with Drew Brees, and I'm still in terms of Kamara. Bo, you mentioned it. Like he's one of the guys who we initially just started just riding. True. Like him, Kelsey, yeah. Stefan Diggs, like those are the guys we we're just riding. But um, since the quarterback change, I just need to see see it happen yeah. a couple times before i'm going to do it because i did get burned when that quarterback switch happened last year um plus expect- 130 was just too juicy though man i had to i had to jump oh, on that you're betting on a talent. Now. and you're betting on a talent like camara man i'm all for it plus um, 130 is incredible value for four and a half catches for kamara like really i think minus minus 110 well i mean obviously that's standard that's fine but you would think you could easily see a, you'll you'll see games later this year for sure, if Kamara's at four and a half and it's juiced to like minus one thirty-five, so yeah, exactly. that's that's good value, Bo. For sure, for sure. I hate that game. No yeah. idea what's going to happen in that game. Couldn't well, yeah. want to watch it or bet on it less. Yeah, I prefer <laughs> to watch the Jameis highlights after because it's going to be really good or really bad. It's just a game. Yeah. It'll be one of those two things, as so many of the Buccaneers fans who are surely in here know all too well. Um, I will say though, I want to I want to send out a public service announcement to all Buccaneers fans because I'm in quite a few of these like groups on various social media channels. Let's move on from Jameis. Let's not every time he has a bad game send out all these memes and go crazy. Like get over it. Tom Brady's our quarterback. Move yeah. on. Stop bothering yourselves with with whatever Jameis Winston has done, good or bad. Like I'm just like supporting the guy. I hope he has a good career. Like whatever. He tried his best for us. Let's move on. Okay. No more Jameis talk. Love it. Very, uh, amen, my friend. Good for you. Had enough. Very classy. Very classy. Yeah. Had enough of it. Um, next game, I got I got two pro- player props in play. Uh, Shocker, Scott. They're both overs. Um, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Washington football team uh, at traveling to Orchard Park to take on Bills Mafia and the Buffalo Bills, who are favorite. Over 78 and a half points for Washington. I just think that's pretty good. That's a fun one to root for. I'm just kidding. Hey, Scott, it's plus 10,000. So <laughs> okay. You got to bet it. There you go. You can uh, see eight pick sixes from Allen, the defense. Too. Yeah, there we go. So I'm going with a guy I just mentioned who is one of uh, one of me and Bo's g- 
rider dies last year. I haven't bet him yet this year, and and thankfully so because he's gone under both weeks, and I think this is the week he's going to do it. That's Stefan Diggs, uh, over 78 and a half receiving yards, led the NFL in receiving um, yards and receptions. I maybe not receptions, but at least yards last year. Um, he's I feel really good about him him exceeding 78 and a half. So I'm I'm riding with that myself. And on the other side of the ball, I'm going to ride Antonio Gibson over 60 and a half rushing yards. Bo, I know you're an Antonio Gibson guy. I've never actually bet on him before. Um, but 60 and a half yards, both these bets, by the way, are, are minus 110. Um, 60 and a half yards, like he is their, he is their dog. He is their workhorse. He's had, he had 90 yards rushing game one, 69 yards rushing his second game. Um, and I think he's going to have to have a good day for them to be successful. And even if they're not, he's going to be a huge part of their game plan. So I'm going to take the over on a very modest 60 and a half yards for Antonio Gibson. The only, the only, uh, only thing I'll say about that is that the bills seem to be putting it together on defense, at least from a running game, running defense uh, side of the ball. But I, I love that. I love that too. I love this Stefan Diggs play. Uh, I'm on him six and a half receptions. Um, so betting on that seven receptions, if he has 78 yards, I think he's going to have seven receptions at least. Um, and then, I'm also on Josh Allen and Devin Singletary. Um, Devin Singletary's at 49 and a half yards rushing. I think he's been their best back. I think you're really seeing Zach Moss is going to be that secondary guy. Zach Moss had a, a good game last game against uh, probably a demoralized Dolphins team, but um, I think Devin Singletary is still going to be the feature back there, and it's they've got a kind of a clear hierarchy for that backfield now. And then uh, Josh Allen, 36 and a half yards rushing, uh, minus 105 on that. I really like Josh Allen. Um, I think a running one of the best, one of the better running quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, and then also Daniel Jones lit them up for like 96 yards, uh, lit up the Washington football team for 96 yards in their last game. So I, I like the idea of Josh Allen seeing things break down and just taking it for himself. So yeah, those are the three that, that I'm on. Well, that's so fun. Just with all those yards, sorry, just you know, um, bringing back the Giants Falcons game. You would think the line that 26 and a half for Jones rushing would be higher just based on them seeing yeah. that, uh, you know, people would just look at the box score from last week and then they'd have to put a line. But anyways, yeah, those are okay. That sounds good, boys. I, I bet the Washington football team, can they just come up with a name already? Like, come on. Anyway, uh, it's it opened at plus eight and a half and it's down to plus seven. Now I got it at the eight and a half because just too high. Uh, too many points, I think. Um uh, I guess the market agrees. Who knows? Buffalo's dangerous. They could easily, uh, I could, they definitely could win the game by double digits, but plus eight and a half is a play for me. Plus seven is considerably different. Uh, buyer beware on that one. I would uh, lean towards it being a close game here, but um, unless it maybe, if it pops back up to seven and a half between now and kick, then I would seriously consider uh, Washington again. But um, seven, uh, that's that's no, that's a no, no play for me. My, my only criticism on that one, if you're going to bet the Washington football team, you got to really think about this being Taylor Heineke's first game on the road, basically. And he is, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about Taylor Heineke, basically a rookie quarterback in my books. And you're going into probably the most one of the most volatile uh, stadiums in the league. What, Buffalo? They're they're a, a tame, relaxed crowd <laughs> yeah. of learned individuals. I don't. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, that's the. Hey, that's totally fair. This was just 
I think Washington's pretty good, and eight and a half is a ton of points. That you know, that was the extent of my mm-hmm. uh, you know of my reasoning. And fair enough. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, he, hey, Buffalo could swallow him up. That's that's not at all uh, out of the realm here. I just just that's a ton of points in an NFL game, and uh, I hopped on it. So. And yeah, Bo, to answer your question, like Taylor Heineke is like pretty much Case Keenum to me. Like he's not a starter. He's a solid backup, uh, fills in admirably, but that's what I see like his ceiling being. I don't know how long lasting it is, but again, that maybe that's why they're going to have to depend on the run quite a bit. So um, yeah, referring to my Antonio Gibson over, we'll see though, right? Like I'm giving the guy a shot for me. So I'll either be an Antonio Gibson fan or I won't. Colin, any interest in that number, that game? I like your philosophy. The- I like your philosophy there. I think it's a lot of points for like a really good defense like Washington, who hasn't put it all together yet, but they're also really capable on offense. Like, you know, and Heineke is well, certainly good enough to get the ball to some of their playmakers, like uh, yeah, Tommy and, he- and McLaurin yeah. is one of the best receivers in the league now. Like he's like a poor he's man. awesome digs. He's, he's phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah, so, he really is. Yeah, and I awesome. he, even though the Bills won beat the shit out of the Dolphins 35 nothing. I Allen I thought still only looked okay. Certainly not near the level. I mean it's only 2 weeks and we saw what he could do for an extended period last year so I'm not writing him off or anything like that. But he hasn't looked great. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like your philosophy though of like if it's over a touchdown then it's worth playing, but um I have no action on it. Okay. Dol- Dolphins at the Raiders. Raiders are minus 3 and a half. Um Bo, does that sigh indicate you have action or you do not? That was Scott's sigh. Oh, that was, dude, yeah. this is the like quintessential NFL. Everything points towards one team and then it just doesn't happen game, right? Raiders yeah. with two great wins. Two is out for the Dolphins. The Dolphins eked out a win against the Patriots and they got dismantled at home last week. It's only three and a half. The line is so fishy. The Raiders, like at home, it's it, yeah. Raiders at home. If it, it's it, it's, I feel like the Dolphins win or the Raiders win. You know, thirty-one thirteen or something like that, right? It just as soon as I, I would. This is like the weird philosophical, like or uh, psychological. I would prefer if the Raiders were five and a half or something. It's, it'd be less of a fishy line, but right. I. It's it's nothing for me. No way. I, I just can't touch that one. And the fishiness no. doesn't mean it's an automatic, okay, play the other side of it. it of course. If, if no. anything, it's yeah, more it's like stay, stay away. away. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, you don't need to. You, it's a good point. It's a good point. I don't get why the Ravens aren't favored by six, six and a half. That, honestly. They yeah. beat like the it, Ravens like and me, the Steelers. Yeah, to me. And like the Steelers on the road at that too. So And they – yeah. That game was never in doubt. If anything, they left points on the board and they won by yeah. nine. Like they they're playing well. Oh, that and that was they're a tough well. spot for them, man. They played the yeah. Monday nighter, then they had to go to Pittsburgh and like, yeah, I know I'm obviously I'm not high on on the Steelers, but a, winning at Pittsburgh is, no is a great win, no matter yeah. what, basically, right? So for them to do that, come back at a home game against a backup quarterback, even though I don't hate Brissett. Um yeah, just beyond stanky. No thanks. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, speaking of stanky, we got the New York Jets. Zach Wilson coming off a what was it four pick game? Unfortunately, yeah. uh, for 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 him and the Jets. But uh, anyway, they're playing. They're traveling the mile high to play the Broncos, who are ten and a half point favorites. Um, 
I was happy to win on Javante Williams rushing yards last week at 45 and a half. That's bumped up to 55 and a half. I think he's going to continue to perform well, but I'm not betting it this week. I'm going to sit it out and yeah. see what happens. Um, yeah, because if you bet it, then that means you have to watch the Jets and the Broncos, right? So, yeah, kind I mean, of a opportunity. That's a that's a box, a box score watch. It's a that's box a, score. Yeah, yeah. You that's just a four say, o'clock oh. though, right? That's a four. Yeah. O'clock. So I'm pretty it's like no I'm pretty dialed in on another game at that point. So yeah. regardless, um, yeah. Then we I assume you guys have nothing there, right? Don't, I was looking no. at Javante Williams' touches, but yeah, it's it's up for twelve and a half rushing attempts as well too. So. It's kind of one I'll be monitoring if it, if that drops before like not nine and a half, eight and a half, something like that in the first half or something like that. I I jump on that, but yeah. And I'll be curious though, like the like to be watching that timeshare and see how those carries are distributed between him and Melvin Gordon. I almost feel like Melvin Gordon's been overperforming a little bit, which is allowing yeah. him to hang on to that timeshare. Dante uh, oh. takes off with it. He'll take off with it. Sorry. Just quick sidebar. Speaking of timeshare running backs, watching the Thursday nighter last night, can someone explain to me why any NFL team would have Rex Burkhead, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and oh God, there's another one who's the exact same, who's just like David, them on the you, team. Did you say David Johnson? David Johnson. Oh, yeah, and uh, Philip Lindsay as well. And Philip yeah, Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Yeah. They're all. They're, why? Why? Well, Cap, what would, on you earth? Per- would you have preferred them to invest a first-round selection in a running back as opposed to the... Uh, no, I would not uh, have, but <laughs> you can cut two of them. Get two of two- anybody else. You need yeah. those four guys? Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's been ridiculous oh. since they did it in the offseason. If anything, it made me want to bet on them to be the worst record in the NFL, and they've already got a win, though, so... Oh, my They're God. Good. Man, and they almost beat the Browns. They should have beat the Browns if Tyrod stayed in. They were they were playing really 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 well with Tyrod, so I can't knock the Texans at all. They've already no. surpassed my expectations. So Davis Davis Mills's neck makes more sense than having those four guys <laughs> on the same team. Honestly, yeah, let me uh, take a moment. Lots of good comments. Um, we're trying to be pretty time efficient with this episode, so I'm not going to be able to get to them like I would like to during one of our normal Monday night uh, Bucks banter shows. Uh, but Bo, we got a question directly aimed for you from Johnny Dean. Uh, on Facebook, he says, Bo seems to too young to remember the, the Bo Knows days. I want to know how he came up with Bo Knows football as his alias. Um, Actually, my, my good friend and my co-host, uh, Colin Halvin, came up with the idea of having that name. And I'm not too young to remember Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, maybe I didn't see him play a ton, but I remember him as a Raider and on the Raiders. I remember him uh, playing for Kansas City, I think, in baseball yeah. as well, too. And I remember that ad... Uh, was like my favorite ad when I was a little kid because oh. it was my first time I saw my name kind of on TV. So, yeah, <laughs> and Bo, you were playing football when you were young, like yeah, like, I know. I I would I've been meaning to talk to my parents about that because like if I end up with CTE, it's because they put me in football at like seven years old. Because so, Bo yeah. and I, Bo and Bo I, Bo knows friends. concussion protocols. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo and I were friends when we were like seven years old. We met at a basketball camp, and I remember yeah. going to stay at your house and going to your football game. And I was like, as I think about it, I'm like, we were so young, Which, like tiny kids. Yeah, and I I know that's commonplace um, amongst yeah. all the all the Yankees in this in this uh, viewing this podcast episode. Uh, but here in Canada, that's a little more rare. Back in the uh, the early early nineties um, when yeah. that was taking place. So anyway, uh, Bo is an enigma, but Bo knows he is an enigma. Um, Seattle Seahawks minus one and a half at the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings are in must win territory. 
Um, oh we God. were discussing that offline. So they need a win. Um, if if they don't win, I'm feeling real good about my Mike Zimmer um, coach of the year, first coach to be canned bet. That, um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, Seahawks are minus one and a half on the road at Minnesota. Dalvin Cook's banged up. I don't know the status of what he's at. Maybe I'll check that right now while you guys let me know if you have any thoughts on this. I well, think they're saying game time decision, but I'm not positive. Um, yeah, Zimmer coaching for his job, like I said. I wouldn't be surprised if owner. I, I said this as a conspiracy theory in our group chat. Um, <laughs> maybe they uh, hold out Dalvin Cook and uh, let another uh, another loss come in, get a better draft position, and get rid of Mike Zimmer as well at the same time. God. Scott, you got anything you want to say about this game or no? I'm going to bet the Vikings. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, the, one of the things I kind of like is a decent enough team in a basic um, – must win game early on. I don't do. I think Minnesota's way better than Seattle. No, but I think Seattle's just they're good, but they're okay. They're only okay. Minnesota they lost in overtime and they lost. They missed a field goal to win the game against Arizona. Um, their first two weeks, they're not bad, and they're they're getting they're getting a point at home. Um, I think you got to just say, you know, win or zero and three. It's tough. It's tough to make the playoffs from zero and three. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Minnesota's a bet for me here. I, you know, it's gonna. There's almost no way this isn't coming down to the the last possession of the game with these two teams, right? Like something's gonna be crazy. So you get the home team, you get a point and a half. I'll take it and uh, assume that Minnesota keeps their, you know, keeps their season on the rails. Yeah, and I mean, if it's coming down down to the wire, you you might as well put your money on Kirk Cousins over Russell Wilson, right? So I, I can uh, <laughs> vouch for that philosophy. I actually saw Schrager talking about this. Um, they were in the same draft, right? I hate that. No, they're they're in the same draft, Russell Wilson and uh, and Kirk Cousins, and apparently Russell Wilson has just always bullied him. Six and zero in the regular season against Kirk Cousins, or and also against the Vikings, who passed up on taking him, and then one and zero in the postseason as well too. So, so Russ has never lost to the Vikings before. So, so it's, if he it's, if he's the yeah. Kirk Cousins bully, should his nickname be like the Big Monday Nighter? Because Monday Night Football is also specifically a Kirk Cousins bully. He's like <laughs> exactly. Oh, he was like zero and eight, and and Cap, I apologize for the shade. That's just a little revenge. I have trouble letting things go. Your Saquon, <laughs> your Saquon shade was just boiling under my under my yeah skin. no. No, no, for sure. It it makes a ton of sense to get really mad when someone provides a logical argument. I, I get that. Uh, you're a father and teacher, so that makes sense. Um, <laughs> who's getting Who's getting really mad here? <laughs> you literally just said boiling. Oh, sorry. I was just trying to, you know, paint a descriptive picture for our listeners. Yeah, and you did, and they know that you're furious. So, uh, well done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, and honestly, if someone was like. Russell Wilson versus Kirk Cousins. I'm taking Russell Wilson. No, I have no logical argument against that. That's not like this is more a thing that I look for with decent enough teams that uh, kind of need to win early in their at home. I'm just willing to will, willing to go with it. And hey, I don't like Cousins that much. I think he's fine. I think he's uh, not as polarizing a player as he kind of is portrayed as. Like I think he's fine. But yeah. Um, yeah, once again, if someone just wants to make a Wilson argument, so we're taking Seattle. Hey, all the power to you. I get that, but uh, I'm going to ride with the Vikes here. 
Yeah, and I told you like offline that I sided with the Vikings when it was plus two and a half anyway. So I'm really just yeah. you know trying to trying to have some fun here, dude. Relax. Uh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm boiling. Yeah. The uh, just, we're still I'm doing the boiling. podcast on Monday, right? You guys are gonna be good. Yeah. Hard yeah, to we'll, say. Yeah, we'll see when, when when Scott needs some parenting advice and he comes crawling back. We'll we'll have patched it up before Monday. That's my goal. <laughs> well. When you hit these 72 overs all in one week, I mean, you're going to be living on an island by Monday, right? So we'll see that too. Eight player props. Um, And anyway, here we are. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, They are now favored by one and a half at the Los Angeles Rams. This is undoubtedly the game of the week at SoFi Stadium. Tom Brady's first time playing in L.A. Um, I got a few bets I like here. Shocker. Um, I bet the (laughs) Bucs. I bet the Bucks money line when they were plus one and a half. So um, anyway, I'm not surprised. It's not like I feel super encouraged. Obviously, the line I figured was going to move that way because the public's going to jump all over the Bucks as as dogs. So, but regardless, if I if I have a, like a team that's won ten in a row, um, like the Buccaneers have versus the Rams, who have some fantastic players, they're well coached. Um, but also their new quarterback, their prize possession. He's only been in that system for for uh, two games now. So I'm gonna be very happy um, laying my money on the Buccaneers money line. I feel confident in that. At least, you know, I can live with them if they lose that game is what I'm saying. What's, um, what's going on with uh, what's the availability of Antonio Brown and uh, JPP? Yeah, they're both going to be out. It looks like uh, JPP. Okay. Yeah. JPP has, uh, it, it's kind of like a mysterious thing. I think it's his ankle um, or maybe his knee. I forget, but, it just kind of under the radar turned his like Instagram story was him like flying out to go get some tests done. So not ideal. Um, hopefully he's okay. And this can be something that's resolved pretty quickly or not as serious as it potentially could be. Thankfully we got uh, Joe Tryon Choyanka. Yeah. Um, Those are your two a- deepest groups, right? So yeah. talent. We have three amazing edge rushers and Anthony Nelson's a guy that um, the Bucks have been really pleased with this year as well. Who's been in the, in the system for a while. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing Joe Tryon uh, rush rush the passer next week. That's for sure. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, and sorry, and AB looks like will be out more than likely. Yeah. That hurts, eh? Yeah, that it does. It, it does. But that is undoubtedly our deepest position, potentially the deepest position, and for any NFL Football. team. So yeah. I, I, that's not changing my like optimism regarding yeah. the game in general. Um, that, I told what you just said about um, you know you're kind of willing to lose this one or you're willing to put up a little bit of money on it just to, just to see, like, I get that. You know what I mean? I I, I see where you're coming from there. Stay away game. Uh, I would be one. This is a perfect example of a game where I'd like to watch maybe a series or two of each team, see what the flow of the game's like. I think it's going to be an absolutely incredible game. Uh, I think it's the NFC championship game preview. I know that's four months away, but I think they're the two best teams. Um, yeah, I I think this this line is going to keep flip flopping between one and a half and a pick them on either way on either side of the of the ledger, right? So, uh, Colin, if you got them money line when it was plus one and a half, then hey, every little bit of value helps in a in a pick em game or a coin flip game like this, right? So, uh, I'm gonna like I said, this would be an in play spot for me one way or the other. Um, but uh, what a game. What an absolutely fantastic game. Be, be super interesting to see what the crowd is like um, in L.A. for this one. Yeah. 
can't wait. Can't wait to just watch this watch this game go down. It's one of those games, though. I'm not going to be worrying about the end game. I just want to have my bets in place and just have them in the back of my mind, but just watch this football game too. So Fair for enough. Me, for me, it's obviously a bit of a different situation than you. I totally get your angle there, though. It makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm also on Tom Brady over two and a half passing touchdowns. Bowden and I have been texting about this all week. I'm taking it at yeah. plus 165. Um, he had four. How do you not? How yeah, do you not right it's now? Too, it's too juicy. Plus 165 in a game where they have an unreliable running running attack. They have all these weapons in the receiving game. They are not afraid to pass the ball from two yards away from the goal line. I mean, it seems like a no brainer. I hit it week one and I regret not taking it last week. Yeah, um, last week I, was good. It was a lot less ju- less juicy last week, but or more yeah. juicy, um, but less juicy. Um, yeah, it's 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 the juice comes off like as as it goes along, right? Like I didn't see, I got it at one sixty five plus one sixty five as well too. But what is it at right now? Um, it's at it's down to plus one forty. Okay, um, there you go. Yeah, that's and still that's, betting. Yeah, I still go get that if you can. Yeah. But and that's a, I mean, that is absolutely catnip for the public. Tom Brady over touchdowns in a big game, like of course that's going to be hammered. So the fact that you guys got that better number at plus one sixty five, I wish I joined you on that because yeah. honestly. Another one where, oh, well, he's only done it for however many straight weeks. He's probably – there's a very good chance they're scoring four touchdowns, right, even against the Ram, yeah. a Rams defense. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's one you're just willing to, to ride with for sure. Yeah. Um, we talked about it on Monday, but it's it seems like Bruce is in on the idea of, hey, we need to get Tom as many touchdown passes as possible this season. It's been better, the best player pop in They're better passing the ball. They're better passing yeah, they the are. ball. Like, yeah, and Arians up. doesn't like either of the running backs. Did we just get a comment saying Fournette's going to have a big day? Well, uh, I'll, I, I want to comment on this because I think Fournette has established himself amongst the running backs or get, getting close to doing it. So um, Vernon Swango Jr. on Facebook does believe Fournette's going to have a big day. I actually really like, um, and I'm, I'm bet, I've already bet this, Fournette over three and a half receptions at plus 110. He's surpassed that mark both games so far. Um, so I think four receptions is a super reasonable target for him. And not to mention, if anything, he has only distanced himself from Ronald Jones and Giovanni Bernard in terms of the workload with all of Rojo's struggles that we've talked about. So I like yeah. him getting four catches this week. I've bet that pl- at, at a plus number. But did you bet it or no? I, know I didn't get Fournette. No, I didn't jump on Fournette. I just... I'm still I'm still wary with the running back situation. I don't know what's going to happen. So I would not want to have any money. Yeah, Bo, I'm with you. I would not want to have any money on their running back situation at all. Not yeah, until yeah. it crystallizes in the, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, he, again, like I've, I said, he's, he's hit that number twice in both games this year in terms of receptions. We're talking specifically receptions. Yeah, he surpassed that yeah. both games. And if, if anything, it's more clear than it was. That's my rationale. Um, so it's it's a pretty specific bet. I'm not saying Fournette's going to tear it up like uh, our friend Vernon Swango, but I hope he does. I hope he does. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on uh, Chris Godwin over five and a half receptions. I got about plus one hundred. It's down to minus one fifteen now. So um, I, I, he didn't hit it last week, uh, but an, against Dallas, he had fourteen targets and nine receptions. I could see the idea being that hey, we need to score a lot of points to keep the Rams at bay and we got a comment in coming in saying the Rams have a pretty good streak going on as well with uh, keeping whole teams under 30. But yeah, I, I just feel like Godwin's going to get a ton of looks, especially with AB out. 
he's just going to be all over that field and Brady's going to find him. So I love it, Bo, especially with AB out. I'm on Godwin over 71 and a half receiving yards. Um, yeah. I don't know how many catches it'll take for him to do it. I like both of the bets. Like if yeah. I do well at the one o'clock games, I'm going to hopefully have both of those um, yeah, because I, I like them both, especially with From AB out. It's his most reliable target, Godwin. Um, it's a good bet. From a from a Rams perspective, would you consider looking at Robert Woods, knowing that uh, Cup is probably going to be the you know the prime primary guy to take take away from the Bucks side? I don't know. I just you know the Rams are going to be throwing the ball, and Woods and Cup are both very good. So I just more asking from the Bucks no, fan side. Yeah. Do you, you know what I mean? It's a great great question. I totally like Robert Woods is at five and a half receptions. I don't know about that one. Like. We'll see. He hasn't been getting a ton of love. But again, I think he's due for a player that talented. And like what you're saying, uh, Cup's going to be the biggest concern. That's probably where Carlton Davis will spend most of his time. He's Cup is so good. Yeah, he's Sorry, really good. I know He's, he's really so good. good. And I him saw... and Stafford have a connection right away. Yeah. And and Robert Wood, so Cup's almost 20 yards more receiving. Yards. Yeah. He's projected for 84 and a half, whereas Robert Woods yeah. is 65 and a half. So that's definitely where the value would be there. I think he's due to to have a game like that, as I mentioned. Um, but you, you know what's funny, Cap, about if, when you bring up Cooper Cup and how good he is? Him and Godwin were drafted in the same draft, and they are hands down the most productive receivers in that draft. They're like neck and neck in like yardage, touchdowns. Um, so it's actually kind of a cool little subplot, the battle between those two. Um, interesting. I'd, I'd be jumping on, uh, if I was going on the Rams side, I'd be jumping on Tyler Higby. I think if I'm the Rams, I kind of want to attack the middle of the field, trying to make the linebackers uh, cover. Um, Tyler Higby receptions is at four and a half over for plus 120. Um, he hasn't hit that this year, but I think this is kind of the matchup where if I'm Matt Stafford, I kind of want to uh, zone in on Tyler Higby, if anyone. Because you think they're going to zone in on Devin White? Well, we'll see if he matches up with Levante, how that goes. Uh, well, but hopefully, hopefully he gets to Devin White. um okay last game boys we are getting dangerously close to ending um or to running out of time here does anyone have any action on the packers and niners i'm going to give you like 30 seconds if you do no but if i was going to pick a side i'd I'd pick the niners um i feel like they've owned owned them yeah so yeah minus three I, i don't love it but um i'd be looking at that money money line I'd also be looking at that end game as well, too. Awesome. Okay. And I'm just going to summarize quickly um, what, I, what I'm what i on for my player props. Uh, I'm on Kyle Pitts, over 52.5 receiving yards. I'm on Saquon, much to Scott's dismay, over 61.5 rushing yards. We'll revisit that debate on Monday. Um, I'm on Eckler, over 5.5 receptions at plus 120. I am on Diggs, over 78.5 receiving yards, minus 110. I think he's due. I'm going to give Antonio Gibson a shot at 60 and a half rushing yards. He's a good player. I think they need him to do well in Orchard Park, and I think uh, he could potentially meet that mark pretty easily. Well, we'll see. Maybe not easily, but it could happen. I'm on Brady over two and a half passing touchdowns at plus 165. I'm on Fournette over three and a half receptions, and I'm on Godwin over 71 and a half receiving yards. Those are my player props for this weekend. We'll see how I do. Um, Do any of you want to summarize any of your favorite bets before we head out of here? Yeah, sure. I've got Sterling Shepard over five and a half receptions at plus 130, down to plus 115 now, but I still think that's a got to hit that if you can. Uh, Devin Singletary over 49 and a half yards rushing, minus 110. Josh Allen over 36 and a half yards rushing, minus 105. Uh, Allen Robinson 
over 58 and a half yards receiving yards uh, at minus 110 and uh, over four and a half receptions. Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions at plus 130 down to minus 110 now. Still think that's a good one to take, but those are the ones that I'm, I'm really locking in on. Love it. Real quick, Cap, you got you want to share your what you're liking? Yep. So the Giants at minus two and a half. Um, Washington, like I said, I got it at plus eight and a half. Not to brag, but pretty good number. Uh, if you can get it at seven and a half, I would definitely take a look at that. I'm with Bo on Kamara uh, over four and a half catches. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire under 57 and a half rushing yards. And Daniel Jones over 26 and a half, 26 and a half rushing yards in that one. There you have it, folks. The Bucks banter, weekly best bets for week three. We'll see how we do. We'll be back on the Bucks Report Airwaves on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Hopefully that'll be a victory Monday for Buccaneers fans. Uh, can't wait to talk to you then. Until next time, go Bucks. Hey, Banks.